For our second scripture reading today, turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8. We're going to read verses 23 through 27. You can find this in your pew Bibles on page 1508. 1508. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. <clears throat> Thus ends our reading of God's authoritative word. May all who hear it understand who Christ Jesus truly is. What kind of man is this? Who is this Jesus? This is one of the main questions that Matthew wants you to answer as you read through his gospel. And it is a question that is before every man. If you are a skeptic, Jesus is only a name from ancient history. Maybe he was a real person, or perhaps he was just a myth. Whatever the case, whatever you read about in the Bible couldn't be true. If you're a modern-day Jew, you believe that, that Jesus was a rabbi who had many followers, but his claims of being the Messiah were unfounded, for he did not restore Israel to its former glory. If you're, if you're a Muslim, you, you believe that Jesus was both a prophet and a miracle worker. He did great things, even ascending into heaven. Even so, for, for the Muslim, Jesus was only a man. This, this question that the disciples ask and that, that Matthew puts forth to, to you is the a, is a very question that we will focus on today. What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. If you recall, we have been looking at the healing ministry of our Lord. Jesus had just finished his Sermon on the Mount where he amazed the crowds by his teaching, for he taught with the authority of God. And now he was healing all who would come to him. Jesus had touched the leper, the man who was untouchable, and he made him clean. He then helped the Roman centurion by healing his paralyzed servant through the means of a spoken command, even at a distance. And then he entered Peter's house and healed Peter's mother-in-law from a fever, demonstrating the immediacy of his power. Later that evening, almost the whole town was at Peter's door, many of whom needing to be freed from demonic possession. 
while Jesus healed the masses, these, these crowds led him to leave Capernaum, taking his ministry elsewhere. And he challenged his followers, asking them to count the cost. He told them that, that if they wanted to follow him, it would be a difficult journey. They would have to leave behind family and friends and, and head into the unknown, where there would be no beds to sleep in. And there was no telling when or if they would return. Sound appealing? And yet these, these men followed him, giving up all that they had. Which begs the question, who is this Jesus? Who is this man who, who, who teaches with authority as if he were God? What kind of man can, can heal the sick with the touch of his hand or the command of his voice? Who is this that has, has the power over the spirit world by driving out demons? How, how can this Jesus demand so much from his disciples, asking them to leave their homes and their families for a life that is harsh and dangerous? And yet he is so convincing that at the drop of a hat, they follow him. What kind of man is this? That is our question for today. Look at verses 23 and 24. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The, the, the Sea of Galilee is the, the lowest freshwater lake on the planet. It sits roughly 700 feet below sea level. And it, and it is surrounded by these, these, these hills with, with their peaks at, at 2,000 feet above sea level. So when that, when that cool, dry air comes down from the hillsides and hits the warmer, moist air that is upon the lake, it can quickly cause turbulent weather with very high winds and, and violent waves. This is what was happening in our story for today. Seemingly out of, out of nowhere, these men were hit by this tempest. Now, the, the boat that they were in was most likely not very large. These, these Galileans used, used these smaller fishing boats. Here are some, some photos uh, of one that was recovered from the first century from that very sea. As you can see, the, the hall was, was not very big, probably only able to hold up to a dozen or so men. <clears throat> now imagine being in such a boat in the middle of this lake, in the middle of the night, when suddenly a great storm hits. High winds blowing you about the sea, causing these great waves, threatening to flood the boat. Is there any wonder that these disciples would fear for their lives? And yet Jesus, their, their leader, this, this man that they had left everything and decided to follow, was just lying in the boat, fast asleep. This is very reminiscent of another story in Scripture. Look at, look at Jonah 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. 
Go to that great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up! And call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Here we see this disobedient prophet named Jonah who was running from God. He was tasked to go to Nineveh, a, a Gentile nation, and preach judgment. But he refused and instead decided to run from God. He got into a boat and headed out to sea. Yet the arms of the Lord reached out to find Jonah and had caused a, a violent storm threatening the lives of these sailors. But just like Jesus, Jonah was fast asleep. Terrified, this, this captain woke him, asking him to pray to his God, this, this God he was running from, in order that they might receive rescue. Sound familiar? Jumping back into Matthew's Gospel, these, these disciples who decided to, to follow Jesus, even after he had warned them that this journey would not be for the faint of heart, they now found themselves in the midst of trouble. They had one foot out the door, and the storm hit. Yet this man that they were following was fast asleep. Let's see what they did. Look at verse 25. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Just as the captain woke Jonah, looking for divine help, these disciples woke their master, crying out for salvation. Let me ask you, when trouble comes your way, where do you turn to? When the, when the storm hits and, you, and you're full of fear, is your natural instinct to look to some earthly solution? Or do you look to Christ? Are you trusting in God to take care of you? These disciples, they, they thought it was over. They were like, like soldiers in a foxhole. And, and the only one they could turn to was Jesus. This cry of theirs, Lord, save us, was a plea of desperation. They weren't waking their Lord to asking him to help them bail out the boat. They were beyond that point. What they were looking for was something miraculous, something beyond their capabilities. Remember, these men had witnessed Christ's authority, how he had cleansed the leper with a simple touch. How he had healed that paralyzed man by the command of his voice. 
How even the demonic bent the knee to his will. But this, this was different. This was the wind and the waves. What could Jesus do against the storms from heaven? I mean, only God has that type of power. Am I right? Psalm 89, verses 8 and 9 say this. O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. Did Jesus have that kind of authority? Could he still the waves and calm the storm? These men would soon find out. Verse 26, he replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? You of little faith. This is a common rebuke that our Lord uses time and again. In the Sermon on the Mount, when he was talking about worry over clothing and food, the, the necessities of life, he said, Oh, you of little faith. What he was communicating was, was that God would, would take care of these earthly necessities and that they need not worry. And now here Jesus repeats himself, you of little faith. He doesn't correct these men for, for waking him up. No, what he reproves them for is for their little faith. Little faith? From the men who gave up the comforts of home, leaving behind everything, friends, family, in order to follow this Jesus? How could men like this have little faith? Dear friends, things like worry and fear drive faith away. These men were terrified. This was their first obstacle. And even though they were in the same boat as Jesus, they had doubts as to their survival. Yes, they had seen what Christ could do. They had witnessed his authority. But the problem was that, that they had yet to piece these things together. They had yet to recognize who Jesus is. And because of this, they thought that the storm would, would overtake them, even though Jesus was right there, sleeping in the middle of that boat. They were afraid because they didn't fully grasp the authority of Christ. They didn't fully understand what kind of man he is. They had little faith. How is your faith? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know what he can do? Better yet, do you trust that he can do it? Let's look at the rest of that verse. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. These disciples got a vivid demonstration of the power of Christ. They've seen disease flee from his touch. They've seen the, de the demonic run from his presence. 
But now even nature listens to his voice and obeys his command. The tempest gives heed to the king. Which leads them to ask that vital question. Verse 27. The men, were, the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. What kind of man is this? Who is this Jesus? What Jesus had done was unthinkable. I mean, a man just doesn't do something like this. Even in the, in the story of Exodus, when, when the sea parted, God's word is very clear that it, that it was the Lord and not Moses who drove the sea back with a strong east wind. But, but Christ commanded this storm as if he were God. And the storm, listen. This is what we see in the, in the psalm that Mark read earlier. Look at, look at Psalm 107 again, verse 23. Others went out to sea, went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wit's end. <clears throat> Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their, to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. Only God can calm the storm. Only Yahweh can turn a raging sea into a sheet of glass. In this story of ours, we see the, the, the juxtaposition, the, the, the contrast, if you will, of Christ's two natures. On the one hand, we saw his humanity as he was worn out, fast asleep on that boat. On the other hand, we see his Godhood and that he controls even the winds and the waves and his disciples. They took notice. This is why they asked the question they did. What kind of man is this? Dear friends, this, this same question comes to you. What kind of man is this? Who is this Jesus? Is he only human? Or is he more than that? Is he just a good teacher? Is he only a prophet? Is he simply a miracle worker? Or is he something far greater? This question cannot be avoided. The one who controls the winds and the waves by the command of his voice must be explained. Who do you say Jesus is? 
how you answer that question. What kind of man is this? Will determine a lot. Is he just a man? Or is he God in human flesh? You see, the tempest is heading your way. The question is, will it be stilled? And that in that psalm we just read, did you notice where the storm came from? The Lord spoke and stirred up the tempest. This is a picture of God's judgment, a verdict that comes upon every man. We saw the same thing in Jonah. The storm came because he was fleeing from God. It was the punishment of Yahweh upon the prophet. And as that story continues, in order to calm the storm, God's judgment had to be meted out. And so the only way to save those sailors was for Jonah to offer himself up by being thrown into the sea. This same storm comes to all who run from God. The sea rages with a holy wrath because God's judgment is for all men. All men are found guilty of sin. All men run from God. Yet Jesus has the authority to calm the waters. He, he appeases God's fury by taking the storm upon himself. This is what he did at the cross. The, the, the tempest that is God's punishment came crashing down upon him. The fury that, that, that is the storm from heaven was at its full might at the cross of Christ. And Jesus took the blow so that you might not. What kind of man is this? He is none other than the Son of God. The one who takes upon your sin and calms the storm. The one who shows mercy and compassion to those who humble themselves. And if you have faith, if you turn from your doubts and believe in who Jesus is and what he has done for you, then God's judgment will pass over. That churning sea will be turned to glass, and you will be guided to your desired haven. Let us pray. Father, we confess that too often we are, we are like these disciples, having little faith. We are afraid. We say we confess that Jesus is Lord, and yet, yet our fears and our worries cause us to doubt. Strengthen our faith today by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to see what kind of man this Jesus truly is. That he is your son, the God-man, who has the authority to calm the winds and the waves and to rescue us from the raging sea. We pray this in his mighty name. Amen.